All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Inappropriate Earl Studios. We've had porn stars, comics, pedophiles, rock stars. We get them all here at the Inappropriate Earl Podcast Studio. Today, we've got maybe, she's what they call in the business, an up-and-comer. You can see our Netflix right now. She's Toronto's favorite import other than hockey. Thank you very much, Austin Matthews. But he's from Arizona. They don't tell you that. Give it up for my new bestie in comedy. The one and only. Don't tell me to. It's, it's my podcast. So long. I don't tell you how to run your podcast. I, okay. Steph Tolov. Like, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Get to your plugs. <laughs> It was just such a long intro, and I had to watch you slowly walk over from the thing the whole time, and the phone's on me, so I'm confused by it. The whole thing is confusing. You got the knuckles, you're not wearing these shoes or socks. I've never done a podcast. And then you said pedophile, so I got distracted, and I was like, who? I mean, who I've had that? 350 guests. You take, take a pick. Oh, okay. Probably more than one, okay. to be honest <laughs> with you. But I'm the bad guy for speaking out for the victims. Okay. Is it, are you on live right now? What am I on? I'm right on now? Instagram Live. Okay. We're on. Uh, this will be on Apple Podcasts, okay. SoundCloud. Okay. I told you, this ain't a Rogan production. I'm a one man <laughs> operation. So the live is just pointing at me. Is it pointing at you? Because it's it's no, because you're the guest. People know what I look okay. like. Okay, this is okay. So I have to act now for the cameras. What you're saying? So you are from Toronto. Yes. What yeah. got you into comedy, Steph? <laughs> What got me into comedy? I wanted to be um, an actress at first, a comedic actress. And then in high school, I started doing like comedy in the plays and shit. And I was like, I was Nick Bottom in the high school play Twelfth Night. If you've read the Shakespearean. Do you think play, I've read a Shakespearean novel? You've only read um, album covers from the early 1980s when you got vinyl. And, that, and by vinyl, that was your first CD when they were first made. What is it, Roast Battle? <laughs> I'm like you've read anything besides poison lyrics in the last 15 years. I've read uh, many self-help books, <laughs> okay, Chicken okay. Soup for the Soul. Oh, uh, Chicken Soup for the Rock and Roll Soul. I've read Is that an uh, option? Uh, poetry by Paul Stanley. Mm -hmm. See, Paul Stanley. Gene Simmons is one of my favorite poets. Wow. This little ditty. See, this is improv right here off the uh, book Animalize. Bend over, baby. Let me put my log in your fireplace. Gene Simmons. Mm -hmm. And Kiss wondered why they had a rough time in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. But you're a rock and roll. You got a Van Halen shirt on. I mean, I'm not. A, I, I was purposely trying to wear something that I thought you'd wear. So it'd be funny if we both wearing the same shirt. I should have worn an Iron Maiden shirt, but I, I didn't. This is I'm wearing Striper. I don't know what that is. You don't know what Striper is? I don't know what Striper is. They were the all-Christian metal band mm. where they would throw Bibles out to the crowd. Mm. And the singer, Michael Sweet, is now the singer in Boston. So he's got some vocal chops. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're singing hymns, were they singing hymns? I mean, you gotta you got to chop it up if you're up there with the choir boys. No, you're singing Brad Delp's finest vocal vocals. Finest vocal <laughs> vocals. Like a true wordsmith here. This is <laughs> name one song from Van Halen other than Jump. I probably can't. Right fake, now. you're fake. Look, I look. I was listening to. I'm listening to more 
you know, modern rock these days. Like what's modern rock to you? Rage Against the Machine? Um, yeah, well, I was listening to a band called Alexis on Fire on the way here. Canadian band. I've never heard know. of them. No, I know. Of course you haven't. It's like a screamer. And then like, have you heard of um, Dallas Green, City in Color? Uh, Dallas Green, the baseball manager? Yeah, Phillies? Dallas Green. The, that's the specific Dallas Green I'm talking about. That's the guy I know. Dallas Green from the Phillies, the baseball coach. Yeah. So much. <laughs> Yeah, you just said that. Oh, I thought oh, I got you. <laughs> you just repeated. How the fuck would I know that guy? Well, you're from Toronto. I'd say it's a, the Blue Jays, home of Dave Steeb. Uh, Joe Carter. J- Joe Carter. Same birthday as me. Um, Shout out to Joe Carter if you're listening. I wish I had a birthday every year on Twitter. You never reply, so maybe this year you will. I do the same thing to OJ Simpson every year on his <laughs> birthday. I said, hey, another year of double murders, breathing fresh air. Congrats. Well, no wonder he doesn't reply to you. But he hasn't I, blocked me. That's funny. I just say Joe Carter and Brian Cranston, they have the same birthday, and I'll say something strange that they don't find funny. A lot of people tell me I look like Brian Cranston. Who are those people? Uh, people <laughs> who are fans people. of his movie uh, or his TV show, uh, Breaking Bad. I've never seen it. I've also never seen I've seen like two episodes. I just watched the uh, whole Malcolm in the Middle of it in its entirety in the last two months. And um, not not seeing it, not seeing it. I've never seen one episode of The Sopranos. Neither have I. But I have seen every episode of Miami Vice about three hundred times. Mm-hmm. That's that checks out. That checks out. Did you want to be the next Don Johnson, but with black leather pants instead of white? Listen, I was not a fan of the movie. I've tried several times to get in touch with Michael Mann. He has rejected my uh, feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have been. Uh, I could have been the the chubby guy who does the uh, bug work. You know, he he puts the bugs in the houses and okay. listens. I never watched it. I was uh, barely a fetus when that came out. What year were you born? Eighty five. That's their best season, season two. Oh, of course, you know. Yeah, that's what I I remember that just coming out of the room fresh. The first thing my eyes saw were Don Johnson. I'm like, this is what I like. And eighty five also rats finest hour. Mm-hmm. Out of the cellar, four million copies. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big Rat fan. Is that your favorite band of all time? Um, I'm I. Rat and Kiss, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pick a, a couple newer bands. They're not even really newer, but they they were in the '90s. I'll say the Killers and Weezer. Okay, wow, the Killers and Weezer. That they weirded me out with those last. The Killers. I love the Killers. Oh. It's thrown me off of it. Really? You don't, I don't like know. the killers? I know they're okay. I don't love them. Have you seen them live? No. I'm gonna tell you right now, you gotta see them live. It's gonna change things. I went to go see Weezer. Uh Weezer was playing before the killers. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those festival lineups. And Weezer finishes, you know, they do their thing. I went to go to the bathroom and the unnamed person I was there with. We won't get into that. Ooh. Now we want to know who was Earl screwing back then. They've been on this podcast, but we don't have to talk about it. Okay. She goes, stay for the first song. You'll be a fan for life. Okay. And they came out to the song called The Man. Mm -hmm. And And you're like, hey, I'm a man. And then no, you related. I'm a man. I'm the man. I have to go. This I don't is need no advice. Book. Baby, I got a plan. I know the direction. 
Can you not sing? I know that this is deep baritone. <laughs> I was like, wait, you all of these bands you've seen, you can't. That's how you sang. You can't sing. Your voice is deeper than mine. I can't what sing either. About? I can't sing worse shit. I'm the worst karaoke singer in the world. But I thought for some reason you could sing and you can't. I can no sing if it's in all. my octave. Well, let's find something in the octave. You never close your eyes. I didn't know the words. That's like a, a song from your generation. It's an I, old guy. <laughs> I know the words to the Click 5 song, Just the Girl. Okay. I, I don't know if I can uh, play on Spotify that song because Apple's weird. Um, can okay, you play 30 seconds? I don't think you can. Ari Shafir plays full songs. He doesn't care. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not protected like Ari, so I've got to. Not protected. All right, hold on. Let me see. This is the. This is the Click Five, Jess the Girl. Mm. <clears throat> He's really on. trying. One, two, three. <laughs> Hold on, man. You gotta the counting me... in's crazy. No, but it's what they it's called playing to the beat. Okay. Okay. I, you I, know I, anything about the business? I let's I will leave it be. Count to five. You. <laughs> okay. One, two, three, four, five. She's cold and she's cruel, but she knows what she's doing. Do, 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 do. That's the keyboards. <laughs> she pushed me in the pool at a last school reunion. That's pretty good. That's not bad. I, I just thought it was so funny how you were trying so hard. Because that's how I do it. Well, I have a fun game I play with my friends, but you'd be bad at the game. It's a very fun game if you're listening. You like a fun game that's embarrassing. You're with a bunch of friends, and you, one person has to go into the corner and face the wall okay. and sing their favorite song the best they can. And for some reason, it's the funniest thing in the world to do. And never this sounds like a really weird thing to do. It kind of Earl, Earl won't find this. Funny. Glad we're not friends. Yeah, Earl won't find it funny, but I do with my girlfriends, and like one of us will go in the corner and try singing Atlantis Morissette and just die laughing because we're like trying our hardest. It's just it's embarrassing. I don't I don't like singing, so that's maybe why. I like singing if I know the words and if it's in my register, which uh, I'm losing some of you uh, with this industry talk that. Register requires the range of your vocal oh, abilities. Like people don't know what that is. Can they tell us apart when we're both talking? They're like, I who, mean, who's it, talking now? Yeah, look who's I, talking. We should do a new look who's talking, but it's us and people have to guess who's talking. Maybe you can do Barry Jelly. I'll get fired from that gig. <laughs> Aren't you already fired from it? What? No, uh, trust me. They loved me. I showed up on time. And mm. when a dirty word was required, I said it to completion. Ew, too complete. <laughs> that's the inappropriate part of the podcast. You just do that those sound effects every now and then. So let's get back to you. This is too much about me and my singing ability. You, you got into it. You wanted to do it like you didn't like talking about yourself. Well, okay. I don't like talking about myself. Yes, you do. Don't you? I really don't. Okay. The people, I mean, we're 350 episodes in. People know my story. Mm -hmm. They know, uh, you know, my path into mm -hmm. comedy but people don't know your path i don't know your path you, you don't are... know me at all not really no. <laughs> i mean we met uh by the way for those of you uh, you know i there are a lot of comedy store fans here steph along with uh how many people were passed with you about five or six yeah i thought maybe eight in total she is one of the newest paid regulars at the comedy store. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, mm -hmm. catch her there uh, two, three times a week. Uh, mm -hmm. She killed in the main room on Friday night. 
I did. You saw. That was fun. How did you know I was in the room watching? Because you have the largest head in the entire world and you were sitting directly under a light. So I was thought I was getting the light off the beam of your forehead. <laughs> I do have a big forehead. This is it's the biggest head. This is Earl's head. It's the full couch cushion. I mean, you know, uh, my it's a roast. I thought this is the roast battle. Oh, that's roast. This is uh, no, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Ross presents Earl bombing on his own podcast. Trust me, <laughs> Jeff would do that. I mean, he needs the gig right now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, anything with the word roast in it. Uh, pot roast. He just sold the rights to pot roast to Ralphie Mae's uh, family. So uh, trust me. He's like, hey, that's not a bad idea. I know he listens to this podcast. I don't think he does. He does. I've been told by several people. Are you, th you think, do you have, what's your listenership? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> it's just Jeff Ross. This is like the little podcast that could. Uh, you know, um, I get about two to three thousand on soundcloud you were gonna say two to three and i was like you gotta stop doing the podcast never two to three people i'm like who are these people they need what are stop. you seinfeld who are, hey, these, who people? are these people um that's, that's but i've been told you times that by like five or ten and, and that's what you get on uh, apple oh that's good i mean you, you know i bought listeners uh you know uh because I, I was told that I had to buy listeners by an A-list publicist. Mm -hmm. So I got shadow banned on uh, iTunes for a hot minute. Okay. Which, you know what that means. Yeah, they like put you down on the algorithm and they push you away and the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I get shadow banned on TikTok all the time. Like when I was at the, you know, in the prime rankings, you could literally put in IN and inappropriate error would pop up. Oh, well, well, well. But when you're shadow banned, people literally have to spell out inappropriate Earl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I took a shot. You know, I, I got caught cheating. You took a shot. Guy told me, hey, you get really good guests. And, you know, I like how you interview people that no one else wants to interview. Because I had a run where I was interviewing actors from the 80s. Okay. Who's the biggest celeb you've been in here? I mean... Like, you mean like A-list? Yeah. Um, I would probably say David Arquette. Ah, that's pretty good. And he was probably the most professional. He literally... You sat right here? Sat, no, this is a new couch. Okay. Trust me, <laughs> the old couch was a warrior. Um, oh, and God, then, I want off this couch now. It depends on what you consider famous. Some of the other considerations would be Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. You know, very famous in the wrestling world. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Wicked one. Connie Katane. Uh, okay. She was uh, the girl in the White Snake videos. Uh, mm -hmm. Brody Stevens. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Jeff Ross, it. probably up there. Like, I hate to say that. I hate to give credit to that, but uh, you didn't say who I liked that was on the podcast. Um, and then, uh, you know, a couple of people in porn. Mm -hmm. um, I got some porn people in my podcast. You like porn. I got, I, don't. I got porn. You don't like porn. Um, I, this is going to sound like a bit, but, um, you're a very beautiful woman. Thank you, Earl. <laughs> but I would not want to look at your no, no area after a scene with Lexington steel. It's just not attractive to me. What do you mean? This, you think it like changes down there? It becomes after Lexington Steel. Who the hell is Lexington Steel? Uh, when your Twitter handle is Lex Twelve, uh, I think you can guess. 
He's a porn star. Well, I need to look him up now. Uh, but like, I I don't like the graphic. Lexington Steel. Lexington Steel. Okay, I, I must see this man. Um, he's black. He's a huge peepee. Ew, peepee's gross. And peepee uh, is so gross. You can't say peepee. You're too old to say peepee. <laughs> but this is something <laughs> I do say on stage. Peepee? Uh, no. You know, nowadays you Lexington have, Steel penis. Um, Digital, uh, Blu-ray, 3D, high def. I don't want to watch Jesus a porn. Christ. I don't want to watch a porn in high def. I want something to the imagination. They put it beside a Barbie doll. It's the same size. I know. Tell me about it. Jeez, I mean, that's too much. But Where I, does it go? No, but I feel like vaginas go back to normal afterwards. Yeah, they but like, like when I'm watching, in. like I have an 85. And by the way, I put a hockey on for Steph just in No, case. we're just watching porn in the background being really. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just like some nasty porn. It's just the man's penis on a slideshow that you already had prepared. This is Tampa Bay and Nashville. Um, I'd like this an 85 inch high def 4K TV. Would you want to watch two people boning on this? No, I watch my phone like a normal person. But the, uh, On the TV? What, what kind of sick pig? Is putting po- you're gonna jerk off on your couch? That's why the last couch is a warrior because you're just sitting here jerking off to a fucking big screen TV like a psychopath. I, I guarantee most listeners watch on their phone or their laptops. There's no way they watch on their phone. No, I've one. never. I'm scared to put it on my my computer. I'm scared to get a virus, so I only watch porn on my phone. Well, yeah, what sites are you watching? Pornhub. Okay, well, yeah, but that's uh, they do have a lot of pop ups. It's good pop ups. But I don't like what it, it, it. Well, if it's like a webcam girl, I might be down to watch that. Mm-hmm. But if it's uh, a penetration scene, I, I just it, it's nasty to me. You old fart. No, I'd rather watch, you know, like when I first started watching uh, adult of cinematography. I, you went into the cinemas. You and what's his face are in there jerking off. Yeah, me and Fred Willard, rest in peace. No, not him. The. Uh... Pee wee, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I've had five guests on this podcast who are no longer walking this earth. So well, that's a nice thing to say to me. Good, I'm. I'm known. I'm as terrified the, uh, to drive home now. God damn it! I'm known as the uh, podcast crypt keeper. So. Oh, good, good, good. Brody was supposed to do my podcast the day he died. Really? And I left him a message saying, "At least you could do is call me if you're not coming over, you dick." Oh, <laughs> ooh. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, don't listen to that message. No, no. Well, probably his sister, but we're cool now. Okay. We bonded. Dr. Ken uh, bridged that gap. I like the way you're like, I don't want to talk about myself. We've only been talking about you the whole whole time. All right, fine. (laughs) Look, I'm learning about you, too. It's it's a learning podcast. I'm learning that your toenails are directly in my face during a podcast, which I've never never been this close to a person's foot in a podcast. Put it back up. Get comfy. I'm just... I put a sock on to be polite, but I mean, it's your house, your rules, your Thanks. podcast studio. Thanks, Ma. Ew. My David, <laughs> David Lee Roth impression from the oh. Panama video. Okay. Come on, Ma. My feet are wet and my socks are... No, never mind. Um, See, that was a good impression. I do... See, back to your impression. <laughs> Stallone's my best impression. Well, of course. But that's hacky. It is hack, because you're like, why, what, what, uh, what, what are you taking? Well, you Adrian. do it first. All right, we're going to okay. take a poll now. Who does? The I never said I could do it better. Of course you can. You're deeper. <clears throat> Tell me about it. Adrian. <laughs> that sounds like Stallone has Down syndrome. <laughs> the fuck? It does. 
<laughs> okay, that, that kind of does. You're right. Okay, you do it. You do it then. But for me to do it, I need a little help. All I need you to do is say, you look so tired, Rocky. Now, I'm going to lose some of you with some of the industry talk I'm about to do, but this is what they do right before they film a scene. So you know your line? You look so tired, Rocky. Mm-hmm. All right. Sound, speed, rolling, action. You look so tired, Rocky. If you don't want me mixing with Creed no more, we'll find some other way to make a living. Okay. okay. It's pretty good. I mean, it's not like, you know, Melissa no, be a senior level. No, but it's like, pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, otherwise, I can do, um, I can do Fran Dresser. Okay. I'm very specific. Big fan okay. of hers. Mr. Chef. <laughs> Zooming in with the camera. It's crazy. No, I can't do it when that's my face. Okay. That's just that. She goes, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's not bad. I'm a fan of hers. Her first movie was uh, called The Hollywood Nights. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most amazing casts of unknowns. Which, uh, and she was one of them. It was Michelle Pfeiffer's, uh, maybe her second movie, Tony Danza, who was a big deal mm-hmm, at the time, mm-hmm. Robert Wool. Several Mike Binder, uh, the comedy mm-hmm. store documentary uh, producer, uh, paid okay. regular com- okay. Mike Binder. Okay, you can see him taking pictures in the parking lot at times. Well, 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 keep my eyes peeled. Well, you know, all right, let's get to you. Let's get to me. So, you, you're from Toronto. I, I know where you're from. <laughs> you're old. I'm just finishing your sentences before you say them. What am I, Shaq? Ba 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 ba. What got you into comedy? Like, you know, we all have a path. What was yours? Yes, I, I, I don't know. I, when I wanted to be an actress, oh, you're too lazy to hold the thing up. And I had to flop it down. Put it down. Put it down. I Listen, just comment you want on nice, everything. Uh, production quality. I, I'll send you to Austin. <laughs> send me to Austin. The rest. Of, it's just like this is like my crotch. I, these people are staring at my crotch right now. That's what this is. Is anybody even watching this? Also, this feels insane. We're on Instagram Live for Earl's three listeners. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> okay. I wanted to be an actress in high school. Everyone thought I was very funny. My teacher told me I should do stand-up. And then um, <clears throat> I started taking improv classes in high school. <laughs> I was watching the slow setup. And uh, that's that. I don't know. I, I wanted to be a radio. I actually, when I was really young, I wanted to be a, a hockey announcer. I talked very fast and I thought I'd be very good at it. And hockey in Toronto, I don't think people realize it's religion, isn't it? The Toronto Maple Leaf fans are like no other. I've never seen, I understand there's fans everywhere, but the fact that Toronto is such a large franchise and it's just like, you know, everyone grows up playing hockey there. Like I played, I didn't play, like I played at the cottage. Me and my dad would like play with me and my sister, or whatever, but like it was a very big part of. Canada, especially, but especially Toronto. Because, uh, like, the other night, the LA Kings were in uh, the comedy store. And, mm-hmm. uh, actually, Sean Dursey, who is from Toronto, and they were talking with Bert Kreischer after about how they love playing on the Kings because Sean came from Toronto. He said he couldn't go get gas without being mobbed. And, uh, in Toronto? Well, it's also it's crazy because I cannot believe how big of fans they are when we haven't made even the playoffs since... 96 what is it something crazy 
No, you haven't won a Stanley Cup since in, oh, since seventy six uh, or something or sixty seven. It, yeah, it's yeah. something like that. Well, we I, we I don't think we've made the playoffs in a very long time. We always get close, but we never. I don't think we've made it in like fifteen years. I mean, you made it this year, uh, but but like no, after game one, I mean, after the round one or whatever. Oh, oh, yeah, like you haven't never, gotten out of the yes, first round. Yes, 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 yes. Which, uh, you know, Austin Matthews is, uh, by the way, I don't know how he's balding at 22, but like. Is he? That sucks. Like, and I love Austin Matthews. I met him once and he, he couldn't have been any nicer. It was out here where no one knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And he, he loved it. You could tell. He's like, God, it was at the comedy store. He was like, God, no one knows who I am. This is amazing. He gets uh, hounded that much. Wow. Uh, but, you know, with the money he makes, you know, get some. Bosley Medical Institute. Yeah, can't right. can you go to don't most people go to like Mexico or something and get the hair plugs? Um, I know a guy who uh he uh had the stuff they give horses for their hair. He injected it into his he, he's wackadoon, but does he have a horse's mane now on his head? No, he's went even balder, fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, that's psychotic to inject a fucking horse tranquilizer in your head. But I know freaks like you know, for you're because you're one of them. You're sick. I, I'm a normal guy. Sick. I'm a normal guy. I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy. Happy-go-lucky, normal, sober man. Never had a drink in my life. But this isn't the inappropriate Steph podcast. People know my story. Okay. So you start in Toronto at like Yuck Yucks or something? No. Every club in Canada uh, didn't want to work with me. So I was an independent comic. Deborah Giovanni, if you don't know her, you're stupid. She's a very funny comedian. She was like my idol growing up. And I met her when I was 18. I saw my first live show ever. It was my birthday. My friends took me from high school. She was headlining after. after and my friends like, go talk to her. She's like, she's the, whatever. And I went up and I was like, hey. And she was so nice. And she's like, you should do it. You'd be great. And I was like, you don't even know who I am. Anyways, um, Yeah. Uh, I did independent because the clubs at that point too had like so few women. I mean, absolute comedy still has like barely any women in the headline. But um, at that time it was just like, you know, I pissed a couple people off and then. Um, <clears throat> well, how do you piss people off? Like, I, Well, I, I yuck yucks. I remember uh, I was like showcasing to get on their like amateur night and I had been doing it for a while and I had, I kept doing really well. And then one night it was 32 degrees, which is like a hundred and something here. I'm not really sure. I think it was like 105 or something at like night. I'm Canadian. I go by Canadian temperature. Anyways, I biked there and I killed. And when I got off stage, Mark Breslin, the owner of Yuck Yucks, has this little velveted rope off area in the back where he'd watch psychotic, you know, back booth. So he calls me over and everyone's like, you're about to get put on the, the, the roster. And I was all like pumped up. And I walked over and he like opened the thing. And I was like, and I sat down and I'm like ready for it. And he goes, don't you ever step foot on my stage again, wearing shorts like that. It looks like you were cleaning your fucking house all day. And I went, Ooh, Ooh, I'll, I'll never step foot on your stage again then. And I left. Um, and that, that fucked me because I didn't get past at Yuck Yucks. And then the other club, Absolute Comedy, that I was working at, um, I, was, I started like hosting, middling, split middling, did the whole thing. After six years, you had to call the guy on the phone and ask um, to headline. And I called him. And he laughed on the phone and said, <laughs> are you serious? And I'm like, are you laughing in my face right now? And he's like, you think you can headline my club? Um, and then I said, no, I think I'll never fucking work in your club again. And then I hung up the phone with him. So, I mean, I had to be independent. Um, and guess what? <laughs> They're both not doing good. Yuck Yucks is doing really poorly right now and absolutely had to shut down a club. And I'm on Netflix. So, fuck you. Um, am I petty? Yeah. Am I mad? Yeah. So, I had to work my ass off. I started, like, hosting a bunch of shows in Toronto. I was also in a sketch and improv troupe. So, I, did, I started doing sketch and improv at an early age before going to stand up. Am I boring you? You're, like, you're so bored right now. You're just, like, no, nodding I, off. No, I'll be honest with you. I know you're not going to believe this. 
I love hearing stories like that. It's a rocky ass story of like every club telling you to beat it. And it was just like at that time too, it was, I was the only woman on the show and every fucking show. And it was like up next, <laughs> a woman. And I'm like, what are we fucking doing? Like, this is such an odd thing to do. So I, and I tell people this when they're like, you know, what drove you? I'm like, I wanted to be funnier than the guys. I'm like, I wanted to work harder. I wanted to prove that I was funnier and I wanted to prove that I could fucking do it. Yeah. And I, and I, if you're a new comic listening, I highly recommend starting your own show and hosting. That's how I got my like hosting chops. Hosting is very good quality to have as a fucking comedian. Not a lot of Americans have it because you guys, hosting isn't a big deal for you. In Canada, like hosting's better than middling. You get more time and you get way more money. So it's like, it's a better gig. Do you have any advice for a 53 year old comic who's at the edge? <laughs> Yeah, put put some socks on when you have a podcast. I'm kidding. Your toenails are actually nice. They're not bad. I give them um, manicure. Do you? Deal. I mean, you think a guy looks this well-preserved, just wings it? I said to him uh, when he let me in the parking garage that he I he bet, must get hit on a lot by the gay men in West Hollywood. And he said no. And then now you're sitting here telling me that you're getting manicured and getting facials. And I'm like, and you're not getting hit on? I mean, I, I get hit on by younger comics, but it's like the daddy issue thing. So. Oh, it's kind of hot. I mean, you know, it hasn't really worked out for me, but I'm not uh, getting that. I'm not getting the anti vibes. I'm not getting any young comics like anti staff. Teach me the ways. Yeah, teach but you're intimidating. Ways. I could see why yeah. dudes would not pick up on you from the standpoint of your. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my my stand up on stage. Is that no, what you mean? I said from the standpoint of you're aggressive. Your comedy is aggressive, and I mean that in the nicest. Most... I know it is, and I, well, I think I'm struggling dating men because I my comedy scares them off. Well, I think you, uh, any strong woman in comedy, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of others. Uh, <laughs> others that are unlikable and unlikable. No, I'm like Roseanne, when she started, was like, oh, she's kind of aggressive. And Ew, you're comparing me to Roseanne? I'm not, not looks wise, but like <laughs> she came on the scene when Dangerfield gave her the shot. And I think she was on the same okay. special with Dice. Okay. Um, I'm the next Rosie. You said 10 minutes. I feel like this has been on for so long. Okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. Uh, Instagrammers. This was a tasty. Even got some leg. You got <sighs> if you want to listen to the rest of this, uh, you're going to have to listen on Apple Podcasts tomorrow. Yes. And tomorrow. Uh, Steph's on Netflix right now, but we're going to give her plugs at the end. So mm -hmm. if you want to follow her, you're going to have to listen to the end of the podcast. And uh, follow me on Instagram right now because I want to see if anybody actually was listening to this. Well, there's like 16 people listening. So, okay. you got, what's your Instagram? At Steph Tolev. Spell it for my fan base. Steph T O L E V. But I mean, the people on there now, I want to see if they're actually. And she's a real deal. Bill Burr likes her. And, you know, if you know Bill Burr, he doesn't just endorse people due to pressure from Netflix. If he likes you, you're good. So, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to get Bill back with Steph and hopefully you guys listen to the rest of this. So you go to New York after Toronto. What's never went to New York. I was on hold for a pilot for NBC. Um, so I came out here. That was the big thing. I, when I was 27 uh, or 28, I, um, yeah, I got, is it still going? <laughs> no, no. I got to like say, wrap hey, it up. Wrap it. No, okay, no, you're okay, good. Okay, you're okay, good. Okay. I just, you know, this, I, I don't have a Jamie to help me or a red band. This is, I'm, I'm not an octopus. I got okay. two arms. Okay. So I'm trying to ask you a long-winded question. Okay. Yes. Well, so then I this. can put the mic down. I just like, I like eye contact. That's why I, I want to know. I bet you do. Uh, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs>
So you're, in a, you're in a room right now with Barry Jelly. Respect. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect. Okay. I was, I got, I auditioned to be on this new, NBC was trying to do a new sketch show. So 10 of us got picked. I was the only Canadian. They flew me down here for a week in LA when I was, I think 30, all this happened. Uh, maybe you're maybe 28. I don't know. Who cares how old it was? Anyways, long story short, I got put on hold from that. And then they, I was like, Gotta move to LA, even though New York would have made so much more fucking sense because it's uh right there and way closer to my fucking family and all my friends. But um, I picked up all my shit. Took me two years to get my green card in order, so took me two years to get out here. And then I um moved out here, and I've been here for seven years now. Hustling, hustling. I started comedy when I was eighteen years old. Then my first open mic when I was eighteen. Started doing improv when I was seventeen. I think sixteen actually. No. Oh, don't go any 15. younger. You might turn on some comics. No, no, no. I think I might have been, yeah, I was 15 or 16 when I did my first improv class, like a summer class I did in high school. Um, and then, yeah, I've been doing, I've been doing it ever since. And how do you deal? Uh, you do hustle. Like even now, like you've quote unquote made it, uh, making it different for, yes, you, everybody. Know, kind of, you know, who knows what it is to you might not be what it is to me, to an open mic or. Yeah, I, I don't consider, I, I wouldn't say I made it. That's well, nice that you said that, but I, I don't, I have, I don't know. I have an idea of what I want and I don't, I don't consider me there yet. Well, you're on Netflix, which is mm -hmm. a, probably the number one credit most comics, uh, I think strive for, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you're in with Burr. Aren't mm -hmm. you opening mm -hmm. up for him? I'm opening uh, for Burr August 23rd, 24th in Toronto. Yes. Where the Maple Leafs play. Correct. Uh, yes. Scotia Bank Arena. Yes. Like that's. No, that's crazy huge. No, that's the biggest thing I, I, I'm going to do. That's making it tuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, but I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I, I just never, it's a sick thing that comedians have where they, you know, they never feel like they've gotten what they want. You know what I mean? Like, it's sick. You get something and you're like, what next? Everyone has that feeling. It's a really sick, sick fucking feeling. But I, um, I, I my, my biggest goal is to be uh, um, a character in a sitcom. Like, to be like, I always say, David Cross is my go-to example of what I want my career to be. I see it. I want to be stand-up, sketch. I want my own show, my own sketch show, if that was possible. And I want to be like a Tobias on, on, a, on a sitcom. That's funny because I want to be like Kramer minus the racism. Kramer's racist? The, uh, the guy from Seinfeld. You know, he had that. Oh, right. I was thinking of Dr. Fraser Crane in my head. No, I was. No, no. I was thinking Fraser Crane. Michael Never mind. Richards. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, I was like, wait, he's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Comedy store paid regular Michael Richards. He is? Yeah. That's one they probably don't advertise right now. By the way, I was at the Laugh Factory that night. That was the best set I've ever seen him have. That was at the Laugh Factory here? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was doing a, you know, a, a set, and uh, he uh, he got heckled by these two black kids in the balcony. You know, you play the Laugh Factory? Like once. There's that, it's not a, yeah, I guess the balcony. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could tell being a comic actor, he's used to lines and, you know, cuts and redos. And uh, he was not used to the improv nature of dealing with a heckler. And oh. that's when he espoused you his saw uh, it. interesting views. Wow. Wow. And somebody filmed it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, if he would have said the dirty word once, it was still would have been bad. But I think people would have forgiven him. But, you know, saying it like 10 times. Oh, and, no, and then no, he had no. the, the monkey hanging from the tree line. Oh. Like, but that came from the heart. Ooh. Like that, that wasn't just like 
adrenaline. But that was like, so he never did stand up before. What was he doing stand up for then? What the heck? Well, you know, why does Jeremy Piven do stand up? He doesn't. He goes on stage and sits down and talks. I don't. I don't consider what Jeremy Piven doing stand up. I knew there was a reason we liked each other. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I I've left the room three times now. I don't understand. He gets on stage. He's just sunglasses on. He's wearing like coat. He's sweating. I'm like, take your coat off. Or I don't know what's going on there. I leave the room. Well, I mean, we've had one interaction at roast battle, and I was not impressed with his improv uh, abilities. Oh, you Mr. Improv. Let's do a scene right now. Well, I was- honey, I'm home. Hey, baby. How was work? Uh, same old, same old, you know, same shit, different day, you know, working hard or hardly working, you know? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> wow, this scene's good. Well, you wrote it. I mean, I, you know. I wrote it. I could do, let's do a serious improv. You were a couple. I'm watching hockey. I just got home from the mill. How do you, well, why can't we be roommates? Wait, can I smoke weed in here? Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I can smoke outside. You can smoke. Okay, yeah. I don't know if that's allowed. Well, it—it's not a lot. It's like a vape thing. No, I know. I uh, Stephen Piercy, the singer from Rat. Uh, I've let smoke in here. So. Oh, cool people! I'll let smoke. I'm not gonna make it a mess. Well, I don't care. Like you're okay. cool. Like you know. We're just, okay, we're a couple. You're watching hockey. So you, you walk in. in. Hey, babe, how was work? Huh? Same spot when I left you. Yeah, well, who pays the bills in this house? I do. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that actually be a funny blackout. And that's it. There you go. Scene. Oh, yes. And scene. Oh, yeah. And scene. Hey, listen, I was done. I'm dying up here. I know how to act. Uh, were you? Yeah. I never watched it. What did you do? 11 episodes. 20 really? Uh, I, well, listen, I was barely in it, but I was in it enough to say I was in it. Okay, what did you I was playing a bitter late night comic. <laughs> they were like, just do your act. Oh, no. But I was just in it to meet the guest stars. I killed it in the table reads, so I'd only have like one line. Oh, really? Got your Mr. Table Read and now. And I had a showtime. Was next to me. Uh-huh. Because I, I don't know why I was the last one in the table read. You know, went, and then... So I was just concentrating on not blowing my one line in front of the head. This guy, like, he was the head of Showtime. Okay. So I was very scared. But this ain't about me. That's what this podcast should be called. This ain't, this about, ain't about me. me. And then it's just talking about my credits. <laughs> and it's about you the whole time. I've learned more about you. Right. That's what I was trying to get to you. Well, get to me. I'm, you I'm, want to get do like to some me. bizarre improv sketch. Like, I don't want to do a bizarre. I'm just having fun. I'm being loose, so inappropriate. Girl. I thought I thought I had to come here with stories that were gross. And then you're telling me it's a free for all. So I thought we were coming here doing the old what's what and who's who. Well, it is a free for all. OK, that's what I'm learning. So you come out to L.A. for a pilot. Doesn't get happen. Hold. It, uh, no. So I went back home. Was home. It, took, it takes a long time to get your green card. It took me two Years and they kept putting it off and fucking it up, and it cost me fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand one five three zeros. Uh, it was a lot of money to be to come out here. Um, and then I finally said fuck it, and I moved out here a couple years after that. And then all the NBC people that I came out, I met them all when I got here, and it was like the craziest like first couple weeks of my life. Like I went up to the NBC building, thirtieth floor. I walk in, it's a glass room. All the executives are like, there she is. And they're like cheering. I'm like, I'm famous. And then nothing ever happened with those people. They all got like fired and nothing ever became of anybody at NBC. Um, 
And then I was like, oh, I'm a nothing and I'm a nobody. Because when you move here from Canada, no one gives a rat's fucking shit about anything you've done or said in Canada. Even though I, when I came here, I had done Just for Laughs five times. No one cared. So I had to, you know, you start again. I went to all the mics again. I used to go to the improv open mic every Sunday. That's crazy. You, you had done Just for Laughs, which is for those of you who not understand that. It's like the Super Bowl for comics. It's like... Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. <laughs> like, so to go from jet, it'd be like playing in the Super Bowl five times and then you have to play semi-pro football that like, you know, get back into the game. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was crazy. But I, I had been told that. So, you know, coming out here, I was ready to fucking do that. And I knew that that was a possibility. So I was like, OK, the problem was I would go to the fucking improv mic every Sunday. Never get my name pulled. I'd sit in the back. Thank you, Rita. I'd get no. It wasn't Rita then. This was who was this? This was before Rita. Aaron was. Uh, was, Page. I think it was before that. No, but it was the open mic, so it's like it was in a bucket. So I don't know if they were like the people who'd be there would rig it and like pick out who they wanted. But I remember one time I finally got on, and Ari Manis, <laughs> who I'm friends with now, went, "Steve, is there a Steve here? Who the fuck is Steve?" And I'm like, "Steph." He's like, it says Steve. I'm like, it says Steph Tolev. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then I went up screaming. I bawled my dick off because I was fucking pissed. It was like one in the morning. No one was listening to me. And I would drive my friend's car home because I had a bike at the time. And I didn't want a bike at that hour. And I was staying in a one-bedroom apartment with two other women. And I would cry myself to sleep uh, in their car because they couldn't find parking. And I would just cry with the hazards on because I would wait sometimes not off for a bit because I couldn't find park because I live in East Hollywood. And it was a nightmare. Anyways, and there was a hell on earth for several years. The first three years of me being here were not good mentally, very unwell. I think I had a sex addiction problem. Um, well, let's get into that. That's a side note. Oh, no, I had a problem. Also, he just, so the listeners know, he did turn all the lights off now. So now I'm sitting in a very dark apartment and I'm scared. Yeah, but What's we know Earl each other. It's not like I'm going to do. Have I ever been creepy with you? No, you haven't. And he's sitting on the other side of the couch right now, so it's good. Right. So it's not like I'm like over there. I've just never done a podcast in the dark before. Well, you know, I'm feeling it. So I thought it'd be cool. I, I've never turned the lights off. Oh, the, uh... okay. Wow. 365 episodes. And this is the first one. You can't look at me anymore. Now, when you he's say disgusted. you had a sex addiction and I, you know, I, I know you're on networks and stuff now, so I'm, I'm actually... I yeah I know I've talked about it before I think I just like I came out here and I was just uh, I had a bad thing with a guy in Toronto that I wasn't fully over and I came out here and I thought if I drank and had sex I'd feel better about myself uh, and I did not and I was drinking heavily I was also like super depressed and then um yeah you, you you know you leave your friends and family and everything you come out here I only had a couple friends at the time it's kind of hard to make. I wasn't. I mean, yeah, it's it's weird making friends at fucking thirty years old and going to all these mics, not getting on, feeling like shit. Like it's just, it was a lot at, at once to handle. Couldn't find an apartment. That was a nightmare. There's no cross border credit check, so I had to like get my parents' friends to co-sign a lease with me, which is a whole thing. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it couldn't work because my green card didn't come in in time, so I had to work under the table. So I catered. I ba actually I babysat um a girl for the first like six months. I uh, got ghosted. From from working for her, that was my first introduction to ghosting, which was interesting. Um, By uh, you, like when most people hear ghosting, they they think it's a dude or yeah. So this was the first. So I I worked for a guy. He actually, 
I, I'm not gonna say his name, but he was hanging out the comic the other day, and I actually almost asked him to ask him to fucking leave. Um, yeah, he was into comedy first. He was like a writer or something. He was young. He was 24, and I was like older than him. And it was weird babysitting a guy's kid that was I was older than him and his wife were down there together. He had a roommate. I he, think I know was, who it is. She was three. I don't think you do. Maybe Listen, you do. Here's the thing. Let me. If he did, if he did any story. comedy, it was open mic. Continue Anyways, with your story. Long story short, he no, ghosted keep me. It longer. He he ghosted me, and I found this out after that he used to have cameras in his house. So I never did anything to the kid. Let me say that first of all, she was a f- bad kid. She'd scream and kick me, and I'd just let her have her tantrums on the ground. I'm like, all right, finish your little tantrum, whatever. I'm like, I would never. I'm not a fucking psychopath, but I was. I didn't hit the kid or anything. I actually was so crazy, like I. I would watch her like so attentively, like well, we'd go to the park and I'd go up and down the slide with her because I was so scared of it. I'm like, America, people taking kids. I'm like, I didn't let this fucking kid out of my sight for a second of my life. That like, so I would go there and I used to bike there because I didn't have a car and it was like three, four miles, it was far as fuck. I'd be sweating in the middle of summer and I would change in front of the kids. I had like a bike, my bike outfit and my like normal clothes and I would change my like, just my top. I had my bra, I'm not naked or anything, but like I'd, I'd, I'd like keep the bathroom door open so I could watch her at the same time or like I'd change in the living room. And then I found out after I got ghosted, that he had a fucking nanny cam that I didn't fucking know about. So not only was this guy fucking spying me, and in California, it is actually a law that you have to declare you are filming somebody in their own home. Like, you have to declare that there's a nanny cam in there. So he was fucking watching me change and then goes in my ass. If you're listening, motherfucker, um, I hate you, and I saw you at the comedy store. Next time you're there, I will ask you, be, get asking you to leave. Um, was he there the other night when I was, saw you? Not that night, but he was there like a few weeks ago and it made me feel super awkward when I saw him. I hope he fucking watched me kill on stage. Excuse me, need a step. Anyways, I worked there for a bit. That was a nightmare. And then I had to um, cater. And like catering out here is fucking wild. I worked for one company. The guy was a cokehead. My friend got cut at work and he said he'd pay workman's comp and then didn't. And I went to him at the hospital. I was like, arm was gashed out by a piece of glass. Nightmare. He had to pay like fucking four grand to get stitched up. I worked at this other place, this country club that was so fucking Which country to me. club? The one by Beverly Hills. There's like one there. I walked in the front door once and he, the guy like went, Get out, get out. And I walk back and he's like, who do you think you are walking the front door? You walk in the back like the rest of us, back where the trash is. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And I wore sunglasses one day. Uh, I was carrying like a bunch of champagne flutes, like so many, way too many at this golf course. And he's like, come here. And I'm like shaking. He's like, take off those glasses. They're not regulation. Who do you think you are? And I'm like, are you fucked? Like it was, I think that's the last shift I had there. They would talk down to the employees that, that the, the country club right over here, the Beverly Hills and something. I mean, there's the one, uh, it's a golf course, right? Yes. They, the women in there, disgusting the way they would speak to the Mexican people that I worked right. with. Fucking, I would like, I would, my mouth would drop and I'd be like, are you guys, let, and they'd be like, it's like this every day. There's nothing you can do. And I'm like, I can't watch this. Like, this is fucking disgusting. If, if you haven't worked in the service industry, you're, you're fucked. It's like, it's, it's a whole other fucking ball game. It's like wild. Worked there, couldn't stand it anymore. I had to, oh my God, I worked this one really funny wedding. It was for a girl from Days of Our Lives. And like, it was like this fucking floofy wedding. Everybody had these envelopes that we had to hand out. And there was monarch butterflies live in them, these little pieces of paper. And they thought when they came out that they would open the piece of paper and the butterflies would be like, ooh, and like fluttering all around. That's not what happens when butterflies are enclosed in a small envelope for several hours. Some of them are dead. Some of them don't know where the fuck they are. So it was chaos. I'm trying to hand out bacon wrap dates. And I'm just like, like walking on these fucking butterflies. They're all fucked up. It was a lot. 
uh, that was a bad job. And then I worked at a coffee shop and I also got fired from that. Um, Do you have problems I, with customer service? No, no, I'm so good at serving. I refuse to learn how to make coffee. I got hired as a server. And then they're like, you need to learn how to make coffee. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to serve. And they're like, no. And then they sent me this coffee class. And it was, an, have you ever been to a coffee class before? I have not. Oh my God. The, it was so embarrassing. You'd have to like, it's like the pour over coffee. It's the, it's the pour over coffee. Um, <laughs> and um, you'd have to like taste it and you'd have to go. And if you didn't suck it like that, he'd come over and go, you're not doing it right. You're not, you're not sucking the coffee properly. I'm like, I'm not doing this. He goes, you have to suck it through your teeth so you get the, the right taste. It was a nightmare. Anyways, long story short, I was great. I was a great server. I served um, Ed Helms. Made him laugh hysterically. Hilarious bit. Had a pancake breath. Um, and did it help you? Like, did he say, hey, you're funny? Can I help no, you? No, no. I was, I was unhinged. It was like I had gone on a bender that night and I got to work at six, it was like six in the morning. And I didn't see who it was. I just saw the back of his head. And I walked over and I went, you guys look like a couple pancake heads. And it was so stupid that I started laughing. And then I was like, and then I realized who he was. And then he laughed. He's like, what was that? I'm like, I don't know. And then I think I was just like so real with him. And I didn't like care. I, I don't care. He's like, the only celebrity I've gotten weird about is actually, you mentioned Rage earlier, Zach DeLaRoche. He used to come in all the fucking time. Nicest man in the world. Nicest human being I've ever met in my whole fucking life. He'd always come in and be like so sweet. Gentleman would open the door when I was like, Carrying dishes and stuff. What a nice man. And they uh, just made a comeback. Uh, they did. I'm very excited. I think played 35,000 uh, Pine Valley, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, something. Um, I just saw some ticky talkies of the video. I'll be uh, going to uh, Poison, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Joan Jett. Maybe. Uh, When's that? I want to go to that. I think it's in August at the football stadium. Ooh. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't get an invite. Uh, if the podcast does well, I get an I think invite. I made of money. I mean, uh, get my own ticket, you scumbag. I, was, I I always pay for the girl, even if we're just friends. Well, then yeah, I want a free ticket. Okay, well you know <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know if you play it cool. You, you if know, I play it cool, wow. You know, uh, we could, we could be concert buddies. We could be concert buddies. You know, maybe not. I mean, you know, I <laughs> still don't know you that well. Oh wow, I got to really prove myself here you do i just don't hang with anyone okay <laughs> but i am the only guest that gets the lights off so i feel like you are the first guest in inappropriate oral history one i usually don't do podcasts this late it, it, it like, is late it is like late i'm sorry it's my fault yeah well you had yoga and then i uh i had to i had to hike i'm on my diet i had to get my steps in yeah it's 8 30 so i you know i was feeling we got the hockey on uh, for a game from three years ago so <laughs> i was like what is this game um, it's a stadium series. It's when they did the outdoor thing. It is the hottest room. It's very warm. It is warm, yes. but it, it has been warmer in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Boing. Let's get oh, to the comedy store. God. Okay. The boing. <laughs> Insane. The boing I'm like the black crazy. guy from Police Academy. I'm good with sound effects. You've had no. You're not. You've done two already. The Here's which a, is not. That's the perfect sound effect. That is is totally, that cum coming out? What is yes, supposed to be? Yes, it's cum coming out. I've, oh no, it's never sounded like that. You've never had cum come out of you. And it went, I have. Then you got to go to a doctor. It's clogged. Trust me, my pipes are clean. Okay. <laughs> you just like doing that sound. That should be the theme song. Inappropriate. Or a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the two. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like, uh, you know. you're really hamming it up now. Okay. Or I can do the ricochet sound effect. Let's hear it. Pew. That's bad. That's perfect. All right. Let's get to your comedy <laughs> store journey. So that's where I met. You know, it's very rare that I meet someone up there uh, that, uh, you know, you bond with, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, what, what's that the... I Larry Bond with? Is that a guy's name? Uh, James Bond. Uh, yeah, who's your favorite sorry. James Bond real fast? None. I've never watched any of them. Love it. I'm a Roger Moore guy. Okay. Um, Again, back to you. <laughs> Can't call him out. Can't call it the roast master himself. No, no, Comedy I'm not the roast master. I know you're not. You're the man that sat there and I actually didn't know what you did. I met you the first time doing roast battle. So I roasted. I did two. Yeah, I did two roasts. One both. If the... <laughs> Your Rose Battle fans. Um, yeah, one both. And why did you not uh, continue? It just wasn't your thing? Or you were like, ah, this isn't... No, it was too much. And like, I just... Every guy would write the same jokes on me. I'm ugly. I look like a troll. I like brew. I have a big nose. I'm Jewish. It's the same. Like, it was the same thing. So it's like, I already say that in my own act about myself. I don't need to hear it again from some fucking moron. Um, and I was just like, I didn't like the store. To be honest with you, I had a bad encounter with a door guy before. A uh, super rude door guy that I biked, biked from my house there very far. Got there, forgot my fucking ID. I was like, I'm a comic, I swear, I'm whatever. He's like, nope, 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 nope. And I had a friend that was in there and I had something in my bag I had to give to him. He goes, nope, you can't go get him. I'm like, can I like leave my bag here with you and go in? Nope. And he was so fucking rude. And I got on my bike and I went home and I cried because of my, I didn't have a phone, cell phone at the time. I just moved here and I was poor. Anyways, like I didn't have a pay. I was on a Canadian plan, so I didn't have like the pay, whatever. Then I came back again and I saw a really a horrific show and I was like ushered to the back corner and then immediately I was asked to get out. And I was like very chaotic and rude. And I was like, I hate this place. Uh, and I would try to get on the mic and I would never get up. And I was like, this is stupid. And then um, Luke Schwartz was very nice. And I, I remember a couple of times he's like, just come back. I'm, I'm hosting this week or whatever, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm trying to help you get on, whatever. And he was very nice about that. And I think Adam saw me once. I killed at that one point. And then Ari Shafir saw me at JFL. I did his show and he's like, why aren't you passing the store? And I was like, cause I, whatever. And he's like, I, I'm going to get in front of Adam. And he got me in front of Adam and I bombed so badly, so bad that Ari shook my hand and went, what the fuck was that? And I was like, I don't know. Got in my car, bawled my eyes out, got rear-ended on the way home, made the guy give me $500 cash. He did. Um, <laughs> he's like, it's my friend's car. I'm like, yeah. And my, my, really my bumper was going to fall out. Um, no, my bumper was going to fall off. It was completely dented in. I was like, for fuck's sakes. Anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I'm sweating. And then I, um, I did, uh, a half hour. I did a half hour thing for epics. Right. Which like, uh, I the only channels I don't get on this. I have 2000 channels. Those are the only ones I don't have. You don't have epics. Well, there's no need to watch my sex. Don't watch that if you're listening to this. You want to watch something else. What, you're not proud of it? No, it was during the pandemic. It was the middle of the pandemic. And I was like, I did all pandemic jokes. And my best joke that fucking killed, they didn't put in for some reason. And I was like, I don't know why. It was like my biggest applause. Anyway, so that pissed me off. And I just, I looked really bad. And then I had gained a lot of weight. And I didn't realize how much weight I gained. So I looked like a fat ham. And then I hate, I was like sweating. So it was like outside. It was a whole thing. Um... Anyways, Emily, the whole point I'm getting at here, Emily LaFord worked on that. She's like, you are hilarious. Why aren't you at the store? And I was like, oh, I've had some bad things, blah, 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 blah. I never feel comfortable there. I don't feel welcome. She's like, no, 
it's not going to be like that forever. Come back. And I'm like, ah, she's like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, just start coming again. So she told me to come again. Luke told me to come hang out. And then um, I got, I, Adam put me on development right before he left, right before pandemic started. Sorry. So literally right before, and I didn't understand how it works. So I did another set. I did well. I was walking out. And like, I think people had said nice things about me. And like, I think I just did the epics thing. So on my way out, Adam took me aside. He goes, start calling in your veils for development. I was like, <gasps> and then I was like, oh my God. And then literally I did one show in the belly room calling in my like whatever avails and then the pandemic hit the next day and then I was like oh my fucking god and then for the whole pandemic I had this crazy th thought where I was like I'm gonna call back in when it's over and I'm not gonna be on anymore and I was like you're being crazy Steph I call in and I think it was Quincy not his fault I love Quincy but he was like you're not on the list and I'm like what he's like you're not in the system and I'm like I, I, I swear I'm gonna develop me he goes I don't know who you are you're not in the system so no and I'm like no, no, I swear, I swear. He's like, I don't know, email Emily. And I like started bawling my eyes out. And I like, girl's nodding off right you now. You cry a lot. Oh, big crier. Cry all the time. So I love crying. I'm obsessed with crying. I might cry right now because you're so bored with my story that you're nodding off. I'm listening. Okay. You know, I can't Sweating win with you. I talk about myself. Oh, oh my God. You just talking about yourself. I'm actually looking into your eyes, listening, uh, seeing Quincy pick up the phone. Okay, good. I'm glad I can't tell with you. We're just, I'm learning about how you listen. So he um he was like you're not on anymore and then I called Emily and I called Luke and then um yeah I had to uh it, it all got sorted out. And, and then now, and then Emily was like you are on calling your veils and then I did. Wait, she said you're Yeah, she said so no, she, she said, said you're on for development. Yeah, she said you're on development. Yes, you're on development and then I was like okay, thank God. And then I started calling my veils and I'd get on like, you know, once a month or whatever, once every few weeks. And I started fucking like annihilating. Like I was, I mean, the belly room was fun as hell, but I was doing really well. And then how did you find out you got passed? So there was a showcase. So I was on the showcase. It was like a bunch of us. Uh, I think it was on day two. I think there was like four or five days of it. And I was on day two and I felt I was like doing before that. I felt like my development shots were going really well. And then this one night, I just feel like, like I'm so comfortable in the OR now. It's like my favorite fucking room there. But before I was like, I was kind of nervous. So I felt very nervous. And I just felt like, I think I went up, it was Rick Ingram, then Quincy, then me. And I didn't know Rick. And I didn't know he was such a fucking destroyer. Yeah. So he fucking annihilated. So I had that in my head. I'm like, well, now I have to do better than that. So I think I did well the night. And like all the, all the door guys said, like I had a really good set the night, but I, I felt like I was like, that wasn't my best. And I'm like, if they judge me from that set alone, I'm not getting it. But I was like, in my head, on my all the belly room stores, like those combined, like I was doing very well. Uh, and then it was right before Christmas. And Emily called me and I bawled my eyes out. She's like, so, um, and like I tell like her and like Jen were getting like upset too. I was like, I'm like, oh, like we want to welcome you to the family. And I was like, <laughs> and I like literally started sobbing. It's like, it's such a big deal. There's not 100%. the last Canadian to be passed. I don't even know who, I think it might've been Harlan Williams. And a female Canadian has not been passed to the comedy store. Nobody in my generation that I know of has been passed. So it's like, and because I got shut down by these clubs in Canada and I felt like shit because of that. I'm like, it meant so fucking much to me to come out here and be like, I'm fucking worth it. I'm worthy. Like, this is why I came out here. Cause like, you know, Canada picks five people. They have their five people. Take a look at any just for last lineup right now. Just last Toronto, just last Montreal. It's the same five fucking Canadian comedians that are on every fucking thing they do. They have their five favorites. That's it. I wasn't one of them. 
And if you're not one of them, you have to get the fuck out of Canada or that's it. You're just going to be stuck doing yuck yucks and fucking Mississauga the rest of your fucking life. And it's like, it's upsetting. It's, it's, it's upsetting because there's so many fucking talented comedians. Like the amount of talent in Toronto alone, wild. I still think Toronto has the funniest stand-up scene. It's very different. It's like our alt scene is incredibly good. It's just like, I mean, of course I'm biased. I'm from there, but like, I, I don't know. I just think it's, it sucks the way Canada treats their talent. And, you know, most people have to leave. And then, you know, it just felt really good. The fact that, you know, the two clubs in Canada didn't want to book me. And then I got passed at the biggest club in the world. So it felt pretty fucking good. Do you remember your first set? Has it paid regular? Yep. Who brought you up? Um, I think it was, it wasn't Steve Fury. Sorry, I just picked a huge wedgie. It wasn't Steve Fury. Who, oh my God, no, who was it? Was it Steve Fury? I love Steve Fury. I'm obsessed with Steve. Now I'm like, fuck, do I remember who brought me up? It was not Steve. It might've been, I don't know now. And now I'm like losing my fucking mind. Main room or OR? OR, OR. Definitely, okay. definitely OR. I had the list at home. I think you might've been on it. I have the, the print Possible. Out. Yeah. But then I saw, yeah, I had met you. I knew you from Rose Battle because I'd done a couple, but then I knew you from just seeing you like outside the store. And Well, I remember a joke you did at Rose Battle, and trust me, most jokes aren't very memorable there. What the hell joke do you remember? You talked about um, your, I, this is your joke. No, I'm, I'm just saying the joke. Uh, you're uh, battling some dude, and you said he said something insulting about your looks or something, and you're like, my clit is bigger than your dick. Yes, you do remember. <laughs> Aww. And I'm like, oh, this girl, might, this girl might be tailor-made for this show. Yeah, no, no. I, I That was joke was all. Uh, I remember that very vividly because he refused to watch a roast battle. He'd never seen one. I'm like, you need to watch it to get the rhythm of the jokes. 100%. And he didn't. And he, his first joke was a long joke about me being a troll and going under the bridge and blah, 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 blah. And like Jeff Ross, I remember, was there and he grabbed the mic and he was like, heard it, boring. And Joe's a small guy. So I opened with Joe Quazala needs a booster CT pussy. And it annihilated. I think the fucking wave got up and I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, I won this. And then he says something about me and I'm like, Mike, let's dick. Yeah, I, I killed it. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I'm glad you found stand up. Uh, let's get to your Netflix journey. How did you get into Burr's orbit? How did I get into Burr's orbit? Um, well, I initially, um, I did, so it's funny. I did Bill Burr Presents the Ringers. Right, which Luke Schwartz was on. Luke Schwartz was on it. Britton Biddlecombe. Uh, yes. Joe Bartnick. Uh-huh. Ingram, I believe, was on it, too. No, Joe Bartnick wasn't on it. Oh, I thought he was. Josh uh, Adam Myers, Eleanor Kerrigan, Punky Johnson, J.F. Harris. A bunch of us. Right. A bunch of us. Um, but it's funny because... I, Bill doesn't remember me from that at all, which is hilarious. But didn't I just assume Bill picked you guys? Not for that. So for oh. that, I I think he I think he picked some people, but I think the Comedy Central wanted more, and it was Comedy Central. So I um, yeah, it was Comedy Central. So I was kind of in with Comedy Central at that time. So I think I had like, yeah, I think I had like. <laughs> you had an end with Comedy Central. I did Comedy Central because I had done a a web series with them, and um. I did a web series with them. Uh, and I had done like one of their stand-up things. I was I did their like um one of their festivals. Okay. Yeah, I did the Up Next. I was one of their Up Next comics to watch. So I did that and then um 
yeah but so like he did like a small interview with bill for that thing when he didn't really like i i also like he was just there pumping out these things so i don't think he really realized you know everybody who's on it or like really you know and then so i'm assuming that leads to net like he no so that didn't mean, no that's not how it happened so Okay, so, your knees are cracking, old man. I, well, fuck, I'm 53, man. Yeah. So, uh, over the pandemic, I started like, going crazy with my like content and like, you know, losing my mind with videos and stuff. So I pumped them out for like three years, and then I literally, on my birthday, I remember March 7th, 1985. I was in New York. This is like, however, like very recently. Uh, All Things Comedy posted a clip from the Bill Burr thing. Being like, it's Steph Cholo's birthday. I'm like, okay. And then Bill followed me that day. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I guess Bill saw my clip and thought I was remembered who I was or whatever. Cause I'm sure he didn't watch the whole thing. Why the fuck would he? Um, and then I posted a video the next day, uh, an advertisement for my shows in New York, just being like, like making fun of New Yorkers. I'm like, hey, I'm walking over here. Hey, my dog's shitting over here. Like I was just being stupid. And he fucking shared it in his stories. And then I woke up the next morning to like 500 new followers. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I messaged him. I'm like, I'm, I like, Thanked him for sharing. And I'm like, that's so nice. Thank you. And he's like, kept me crying over here. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? DMing with Bill Burr. And then he's like, hey, where, do you, where are you based out of? I'd love you to open for me. And I was like, I'm going to th throw my eyes out of my head. This doesn't feel real. Um, and then from that, he like was liking all my fucking videos and shit. And I was like, this is insane. He wants me to open for him. I'm like, I was going to bug him and like ask him when. I was like, oh my God, I'll just wait it out. I'm not going to be a psychopath. And then I get a call from my fucking management, like, maybe a month after that before, like it's like a month it's like three weeks before the netflix is a joke festival and they go bill wants you to do his his special netflix and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about right now i'm like what do you what do you mean like are you crazy um yeah and then he that was it bill demanded i did the fucking i did it and he yeah i'm opening from toronto and he's changed my fucking life and it's crazy i feel like i like almost bawled my eyes after the two shows like I did very well on both tapings. And then I hugged him afterwards and I was like, I literally got, I started tearing up like you changed my life. And he's like, Oh, stop. And I was like, no, you actually have just single-handedly changed my fucking life. And I've been working so hard for so long. So it's nice. And it was nice. He's a nice man. I, I love, love him. I love Bill Burr. I just like how he keeps it real. Like, like I appreciate uh, some of his stature, especially who uh, doesn't bullshit. Like if he doesn't like someone, he'll play basically, uh, you know, tell them to their face. Like, uh, I like to think I do that. I, I mean, you know, I find that honesty in this business isn't necessarily the best policy, but really, um, that's what you find. You know, you have to be a bit of an ass kisser and a uh, bit of an ass kisser. And, um, you know, but, uh, you know, I still have fun doing it. So, uh, so how, so you do Netflix. I do Netflix. How long are these podcasts? This is five hours long. Let me check and see what time we're at. I was like, this is like, not, I've never done a longer podcast. But this is called being in a flow state. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, lights back on. We are at, uh, I can't uh, see my You can't so see. Bad. I um, can read it. Let me see. No, no, don't touch it. It might. I'm uh, not touching it, you psycho. I think it's an hour, six minutes. Okay. So like we're flowing. Uh, How long are these normally? You know, I've only had one go under an hour. Oh. Uh, you know, I've had some. Uh, Steve Simone and I talked for three or four hours, but we're not doing that. Um, no, we're not doing that. And 
you know, they just go until I think people are sick of talking, listening to us, to be honest okay, with you. Okay, okay. So, so, so no one finishes a full episode here. They just get halfway through and they stop. Trust me, they always finish. The episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. how has your life changed? At, you know, Netflix, you, you told me you went to a punk concert the other night and someone recognized you. Someone, several people. I, I've been recognized. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, it feels weird to say that, but I've never been recognized before. This is the first time. And it's also hilarious that the punk show was the place that like that um, that people recognize me at. And I would imagine all the people who like rejected you for gigs in L.A. because, you, you know, oh, hey, would you like to do our show? Actually, next still week? not. I still can't get on Supernova. <laughs> is that show still going? <laughs> I mean, never did it. I never have either. I guess uh, I guess we're both schmucks. Um, no, it's, it's like it's. It's it's great. I think this. I think also getting past at the store that that really helped people think that I was like a real comic. And uh, yeah, no, I'm getting lots of road work now and um, a lot Tempe, of meetings. Tempe, uh... Yeah, I'm playing the Tempe Improv on uh, July 27th to the 31st, and then Do you need a ride. No, I'm just kidding. I'm spawning <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what that sounded like. Hey, you need a you need an opener. Everyone needs an opener. Okay. Um. So you're doing. So that's fun. You got the bird gigs coming up. You I got. got uh, yeah. I'm doing Colorado Springs. I'm doing Toronto. Uh, I'm doing what else? And you've got uh, a cartoon I, I, I'm situation, pitching, maybe. Uh, well, maybe. Yeah. I'm pitching a cartoon right now. I'm. Yeah. I've been having just like really good fucking meetings with people, and I'm like, yeah, just fucking hustling. I'm working. I have two podcasts. If you like podcasts, I got one called Steph Infection. It's um. I like the premise of it. Please do tell. Yeah, it's it's like obviously based on like a staph infection. It's a joke on play on words. It's just about people with bad or weird body ailments or issues or accidents or diseases like strange body things because everybody has them. I actually, have a lot of porn stars on my podcast as well. Excuse me, I burped. Um, oh, so nasty. It was so quiet and like into my own mouth. I barely blew it out. I like I can't. It wasn't I heard disgusting. It, but- well, oh. sorry. What am I supposed to do? These are top of the end mics, baby case. Well, it was a, it was a light burp. What am I supposed to go into your fucking elliptical and fucking hide in the corner? Yeah. Go on the balcony. What's your? Sorry, sec- a woman burped. How dare you? Sorry, women weren't allowed to even be, have jobs when you were when you were a teen, back in the early 1950s. Listen, I did an open mic at the Last Supper. Hello. Um, I have to go. So. What's your second podcast about? Uh, slobs. Slobs. Slobs with Laura Bites and Jessica Michelle Singleton, also two paid regulars at the Comedy Store. Uh, it's just us about us being slobs. You know, we talk about whatever. It's a free flow podcast as well. Well, I look at the three of you, and uh, I do not think of slobs. like you. Oh, no, if you hear us. Like, I think not physically we're slobs, but mentally we're all slobs. Oh, well, that's every comic. Yeah, yeah, we're gross. I'm not as put together as I seem. Oh, really? I mean, I have mental issues. Oh. Everyone has mental issues. If you don't have mental issues, you have mental issues. Like, what are you talking about? Everyone does. I know. I'm saying yeah. like, people think, oh, Earl's got it all. Who's ever said that? Plenty of people. Plenty of people have said, you know what? Earl Skakel. Skakel's the real deal. Skakel's got it all. He's a soldier. What's the weirdest way someone's pronounced your last name? Because I might have a... A winner for you. Um, I get a lot skackle. I get skankle. Uh, I get skunkle. Sk- um, skunkle's pretty. I get, 
Skunkle's good. Uncle Skunkle. And whenever Unky I Skunky would open up for Deuce Bigelow, I'd be the feature. Well, first it was me, Jeff Richards, and, and Rob. And then uh, Jeff uh, stopped doing it. And so I became the feature. And every local host, you know, they would just use like a local host would butcher my name it, it didn't even get earl right it, i'd get ernie styles <laughs> wait what's this what the hell is this this bigelow thing i w- i used to open up for rob schneider oh okay um so well oh, my uh, that's my dog lois on my yes. ipad uh so i would after jeff left and i you know i got bumped up i guess the feature um you know the guy in winnipeg at rumors comedy uh-huh. club they just had a bit of controversy with rich voss but uh you know that, that's another uh podcast look they won't book me right now so i don't fucking know well i guess rich was I making t- canada uh, hates me fun of the uh, indigenous people and there was a group of indigenous people. yeah why the fuck would you you you'd have to ask rich I, i'm not friends i've with worked him. with his uh you talk about strong women or are uh women that uh, i love in the business uh bonnie mcfarland she's great is the best she's great just keeps it real and so you got a lot of shit going on Mm -hmm. where can people find you since you've complained about the length of the podcast i've complained um they can find me on instagram at steph tolev on instagram and you can find me on tiktok if you watch tiktok um or you can find me yeah my pods listen to my podcasts well it's funny before we became buddies at the store i saw a video of you doing a deaf leopard uh, hysteria like a lip sync Uh uh-huh that was my first introduction to you on tiktok i was making fun of every bad 80s music video there were a lot of them like, yeah because yeah, yeah. there was unlimited budgets uh, yeah i don't know who makes videos now very like, smoky a lot of looking into mirrors a lot of uh, breathing heavy a lot of helicopters a lot of leathers um, that's what you like leather daddy I mean, daddy likes his leather listen i'm uh, daddy paints on his pants every night i'm like the the kiss of comics am i the greatest comic in the world probably not do people walk out of an Earl Skakel performance and go, that joke was amazing about rat. Wow. There's so many layers. No. I was like, <laughs> but I like you, better, so you better say no to that. <laughs> and I like to crank out those hour sets in the main room. Oh, oh, he likes to crank out these hour sets in the main room. It's actually quite psychotic. It's actually, I, I didn't know people did that long. <laughs> and guess what? Earl Skakel does three and a half hours at the end of a show. So if you get there late and you want to see something, you're going to see a lot. Well, I remember the one night you came uh, to say goodbye to me. You know, we had had a nice chat and uh, you uh, came in the room like four times and I was still on stage. I couldn't believe it. I was like just trying to say goodbye and I was like, I'm I'm leaving. Well, I'm leaving. This is a good point to end the podcast. Yes. Uh, Steph's a real uh, talent, so please Instagram. Please Instagram. Please follow TikTok, me. TikTok, uh, Twitter. Do you do no, Twitter? I don't care about Twitter. If you're going to follow me on Sunday, I have Twitter, but I'm barely on there. And I think I just got a friend request from you on Facebook. I, I mean, saw that the other day. I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, why you came up in friends? I should know. That's the dying art, Facebook. Uh-huh. 
Um, so uh, where can people, what are your uh, accounts and whatnot? It's at Steph Tolo. I already said it. I sang it 10 times. Oh, but some people have like at the. No, real, I'm uh, at Steph Tolev on everything. T O L E V. Uh, and I'm at Earl Skakel everywhere. Check Steph out on Netflix. Uh, if you're in the Canadian border, uh, she'll be opening up for Bill Burr, where the Toronto Maple Leafs play. I mean, that's not many comics can play where the Maple Leafs play. Maybe Bill Burr and Russell Peters and uh, maybe one or two others. Uh, and uh, go on Vine or Periscope. Maybe you could uh, pull one of her old roast battles off. Uh, oh, wow. You know, it's deep. Oh, God. Um, and this has been another episode of Inappropriate All This Friday. We've got my yoga instructor, John San Juan. We're going to talk about sexuality and yoga. And uh, boring. How. how <laughs> Anyway, uh, this has been inappropriate. I'll leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, and we'll see you later.